Welcome to the Bolt Podcast. I wanted to give a shout out to Anchor.com. Thank you for getting me started. Anchor.com is going to be the place where you can get all of your needs satisfied. If you want to start a podcast, all you have to do is sign up and then you will be able to be right on your way to becoming a podcast master. I'm your host, the Boruto Burner. Welcome to the Bolt Podcast, where we talk everything anime, power scaling, anything you want. We are catering to the Twitter community. We are catering to the anime community. And we get real. See the vision. Welcome to the Bolt Podcast. I am your host, the Bolt Burner. And here we like to see the vision. Today, we have a very, very, very important thing to talk about, and that is Boruto Chapter 72. We will talk about everything that needs to be discussed in terms of code, Momoshiki, Hinata, and so much more that I've just really anticipated and loved about this chapter. So, we're going to get right into it. There is no introductions. You know who I am. You know what I'm here for. And you know what vision we're trying to see. Okay? Cool. So, the title of this chapter was called Smaller and More Useful. Not sure how they could tie this in, but I'm sure it just relates to Momoshiki and Boruto's relationship. So, it's really interesting to see how they're using the titles to kind of emphasize how far deep we've gotten into Boruto's Otsutsuki-vacation. It's a hard word to say, but Otsutsuki-fication. It's like a tongue twister. But, so this chapter was interesting. There was a lot of dialogue and there were a lot of things that needed to be touched upon when it came to how Naruto is going to talk to Kawaki about things, where Kawaki is at with all of his motives in terms of like how the karma got placed back on him, all of that. And it's really interesting to me because... In the manga, Kawaki is so smug, but in the anime, they make him out to be this, like, smug guy as well, but at the same time, he has this demeanor that is a little bit more caring, and I wonder how they're going to play this out when it comes to the anime, because currently, we see Kawaki as this character who's, like, developing extremely well from the first point we saw him unconscious to now, we've seen crazy development. So it's interesting to see how in the manga, it just seems like he just doesn't care about anything that's going on. And he could really just not give a flying fuck what's going on. So it's interesting to see what he feels about the situation. I mean, he pretty much has called Shikamaru a bitch. And Shikamaru was like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to take that from you. So I'm going to definitely find a way to uh, let you know that you're a bitch. Like... Personally, Chikamaru, I wouldn't take this level of disrespect. No way. Not now, not ever. So, the first thing I want to address is code. Code, code, code. Code is interesting to me. As a villain, he's not intimidating, but it's getting to the point where he's able to wreak havoc, but he still is going to get swept by anybody just because of how we've seen him get disrespected by Daemon. But then again, Daemon is damn near a divine being with this reflect power i think anyone in the history of any cartoon anime video game if you have the power to reflect an attack that is overpowered 
and I don't care what anyone has to say, you just can literally hit anything back at an opponent 10 times better in a way. So it's interesting. But to actually get into the the nick of how I feel about code, I don't think he's intimidating till this point. Because in the manga, if you're not caught up and if you haven't read, he's created these updated Zetsus. Like Zetsus got their iOS 15 in this chapter. They got Tails and they look like Ishiki a lot. And then they have the code claw marks on their bodies. They're probably going to be weak spots, but who knows? But Code just kind of went up to the Tentails and cut them up and just split them into pieces. I get it. And I guess that actually relates more to the title than Momoshiki and Boruto's relationship thing that I was talking about earlier. I think smaller and more useful would much rather prefer being related to Code actually ripping apart the Tentails and splitting the Tentails chakra up. But the problem is, is that the Tentails had to be tamed in a cage. If you're creating all these clones with your chakra, right, or your energy or whatever Code has, I mean, Code has chakra, but it's interesting to me because he has no control over these clones if he does this, right? Wouldn't that make sense? I mean, sure, he can use his chakra, but does Code really have the ability to control other things with his claw mark ability? Maybe that's something we'll find out in the next few chapters. But he can create all these clones all he wants, but they can easily just betray him because they are still fragments of the wild tentails. If I bring in a lion and I have the lion have a bunch of cubs, sure, I guess the cubs are going to be nice to me because I let them free. Like, no, they're, they're going to still be wild cubs that want to to eat you up and do all these other things and actually hunt and do all that stuff. I think that's an okay analogy. I can't really think of one right off the bat, but it still has its dormant energy and it still has its hate. So I don't understand how these clones are going to really serve code right away. So unless code has the ability to control them via the claw marks that he placed on their bodies or the core or whatever they're using to actually live, it's going to be really interesting to see how Code can actually control humans, too. Because if he can control embodiments of Chakra, couldn't he just put some claw marks on somebody and control them, too? I'm just saying, that'd be an interesting ability. And if that's the case, then he could really shake up the room. In terms of Amado, he still makes no sense to me. But he is a mastermind, and I feel like he is really going to betray everybody in the final stages of the story if amado doesn't betray konoha that is going to be the most i think that'll be a bigger plot twist than amado actually betraying konoha and i'll say this because if amado betrays the leaf then it's expected right we're like well we've seen him do these scummy things like when kawaki was in a battle with code and a few chapters ago Amado was saying, don't you muck it up now and all these things. He was being really suspicious from start to finish. And he put a co uh, a karma back on Kawaki without his consent. Or I guess Kawaki's consent now that we actually went with this chapter. 
I guess. I don't know. It all seems fishy to me. But at the end of the day, we're still trying to figure out his motives. And if he does not betray Konoha, then like he is one of the most suspicious people ever. And I still don't understand why he would even go all this way just to become part of the Leaf just to do all this and that like maybe he is a good guy but i don't see that from him he just always is hanging out with the opposition and he's always getting things tied up and riled up for no reason so it's kind of interesting to me to see how he feels about the situation and how he's going about his plan so i think it's interesting that ada and daemon want to come to the leaf just to talk to kawaki like i think next chapter is when they'll arrive next chapter will end with amado ada and daemon arriving to the leaf and then the chapter after that that we will be receiving in october will probably be the first interaction with ada and kawaki because ada has been wanting to see kawaki ever since we introduced her so it's kind of interesting that like this moment is finally here so we're gonna see how Ada and Kawaki interact. I think Kawaki's not going to give a flying fuck what Ada has to think about anything and her feelings about him and all of that. Then Ada is just going to say, well, look, I'm going to just enchant you anyway. But she doesn't, she probably knows he's a scientific ninja tool anyway. So we'll see. But she's going to, I'm just going to enchant him anyway and we'll see what happens. But yeah, no, that would be stupid. And I don't know what her intentions are but i still feel like she needs kawaki for something bigger like the key to immortality or something i don't know they're cyborgs or androids they're going to live forever but i don't know what she could use him for maybe she and i think that i thought about this the other day ada has the same intentions as code she has the same intentions as Code. Feed Kawaki to the Divine Tree. Become an Otsutsuki. Rival Kaguya. Something like that. What if she did that? What if she did that? She doesn't have a karma. But she can eat fruit from the Divine Tree. And become a Tentails Jinchuriki. Or even something greater. Depending on the potency of the fruit. Whatever's in it. She would turn into, I don't think she would turn into Ishiki. I don't think that's how it works. I think the point is, is that you just need to feed a vessel to the Tentails so that you can cultivate a divine tree. But the Tentails has been shrunk down in a way. Considering Code's mastermind plan, the Tentails has now been shrunk down. So I wonder if the potency of the fruit will now be affected because of code shrinking it down into smaller pieces of chakra because if i remember correctly in shippuden the ten tails wasn't even full size i think or now i think it's i can't remember for the life of me but i'm mixing it up but whether it's now or in shippuden i think the ten tails was not full size because it lost so much chakra and i think that's now currently because that ten tails does not seem nearly as huge as the one that was in the war because the one that was in the war seemed full size so yeah no that's interesting the ten tails already been shrunk down so it's not even going to have the same potency or does it 
even need to have a certain amount of size in order for the tree to bear the amount of potent fruit that it needs. I still think that it would make sense that the tree would not grow as much fruit as it would if it were a full-size ten-tailed beast. Because it's like an actual plant. If you give a plant a cup of soil, it's not going to grow as well as the other plant that has two cups of soil. Pour water in each plant. One plant is going to grow much better than the other, much stronger than the other, and have much more fruit than the other. Sure, the smaller plant can still grow and still bear fruit, but will it last as long? Will it live as long? Probably not, because the foundation is already compromised because there's not as much yield as another plant. So it's just interesting to me to see how they're going to cultivate that divine tree fruit. But I think Ada does need Kawaki for something. I don't think she's only trying to fuck, man. I don't. I really don't think that's all it is. I think she needs something more from him to achieve a bigger goal. Because maybe Ada wants to be an Otsutsuki as well. Because there's no way that Ada has existed all these years just to find a lover. Are you kidding me? This is some Meliodas bullshit. I don't want that. We don't want that. So no, there's no way we're going to let this happen. All right. Now, there's one last thing I want to touch upon before we end the chapter. Well, two things, but we'll combine them both. So the first is the interaction between Boruto and Hinata. I have been waiting for this for so long. All right. I think I've explained it in another one of my episodes, but if not, I tweeted about it. But I have been wanting this for so long. Hinata to have a interaction with Boruto. Boruto died, came back, and has been going through pretty much hell for the past 15 chapters. And we had not gotten one Hinata and Boruto interaction until August 20th. Personally, I am so glad that they heard our cries or if it was already set in stone great but it's long overdue Hinata was crying saying I'm worried about you my son I just don't want you to leave us I don't want you to go out because there's so much worry that you may not even come home like Hinata is a strong woman and we don't see her cry a lot but for her to cry over her son is about damn time that we got to see this interaction because obviously it weighs heavy on her too that her son pretty much died and now she knows that he died too because i'm sure naruto told her and it just put her in a wreck and i hope in the anime they have this interaction with naruto and hinata as well that hey like, in the last fight, Boruto was killed, and, like, I want Hinata to yell at Naruto, or just yell at, like, like get get her involved, man. I need the motherly role to be portrayed even harder than it is before, because we know Hinata, we know her as a character. We have known her for years, and we don't see her get feisty often, but this is for the safety and for the care of her own child. I think at the end of the day that we need to see her get riled up about this because she doesn't want anything to happen to him. This is her baby, man. Same thing with Naruto. You think Naruto wanted that? Hell no. Nah. He was crying on the battlefield when Boruto was killed. This isn't a joke. So, yeah, 
I'm glad we got this interaction. It was long overdue. And Boruto, you know, being the MC that he is, has to give hope and has to give Hinata some light because it looks dark right now for everybody. But despite his terrible fate that's coming, according to Momoshiki, who sounds like a fucking broken record at this point. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Boruto actually goes about handling this situation and how it's going to get handled in the first place. So it's going to be real, real cool to see how Momoshiki is going to handle this. And to uh, add on to this interaction, I really did love that Himawari was in the background listening and she decides to become a ninja so she can protect Boruto. That is great lore because I think Himawari can be a fire ninja if they do it right. I think she could end up being like Hinata 2.0 and then maybe have some extra abilities as well. But she's just going to be an extra piece to help Boruto in the future. Time skip Himawari on the way. Going to be one of the best Genin, Chunin, whatever she is by that time in her class. And I promise you. Those final moments when the leaf looks like that, we're going to get a Boruto Himawari moment. And whether they are fighting each other or they're fighting together, it's going to be fire. I like that. Go some sibling action. We need that. Cool. So the last piece I want to touch on is Mr. Broken Record himself. himself. Good Lord. Momoshiki Otsutsuki. He, Boruto walks outside and Momoshiki is just kind of chilling out there. Freezes time again and said, oh, what up, bro? You promised to come home? Why are you lying to your people like that? First of all, you already know that you shouldn't even care about your life. And you should just cling to nothing. And uh, let me just take over your mind. I'm going to slowly do that anyway. So you might as well just give up. Like, I don't know why you keep fighting. Oh, and on top of that, you're going to want to lose your will to live. And you're not going to want to have anything close and dear to you. Because you're going to lose it along the way. Oh, and may I also mention that you also have a dark future ahead because everything's going to be taken away from you. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, this is the third time Momoshiki has pulled up, I think the third or fourth time, has pulled up and has just had this same agenda that you are going to feel pain and you are going to feel despair. And I'm just like, oh my God, Momoshiki tell us please give us a hint like i think he's just adding more and more slightly to this this thing that he is trying to push on boruto but i saw this theory and it just it was kind of dumb but it was really cool like they're saying like boruto has like a split personality disorder now that like well obviously but like to the point where like Momoshiki is just a figment of his imagination and he's just seeing these things because Momoshiki really isn't even there but I'm like if he wasn't there then why would he pull up and stab Sasuke's eye out why would he do this or like I think the theory was around after that he broke the horn with the fight in Ishiki every instance he's seen Momoshiki is a figment of his imagination and it's just the karma taking over his body and I'm like that's pretty much what it is, but Momoshiki is in fact speaking to him, is in fact there, is in fact causing havoc on Boruto's brain. So, this chapter was interesting. 
I am looking forward to this interaction with Kawaki and Ada. I want to see how Code can control these clones and actually become a threat. And I also want to see... Is Naruto going to finish this conversation with Kawaki? Because you killed my son, dude. Like, talk to me, man. Like, what? what is going on? And also, we need to figure out what's going on with Amado and this whole karma situation. So the moment Amado gets back, he better expect to be interrogated again. And also, where is Sasuke? I know we just had him, like, two chapters ago. But where is Sasuke? I know Sasuke has not just been chilling in the leaf. And... We also need Kakashi ASAP. So, all right. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you all have a fantastic day. This music playing is Hall of Egress by Mist. You can find all of his music on Spotify, Apple Music, and other streaming services. And this is a fire track. One of my favorites. So, Hall of Egress, Mist is spelled M-Y-S-T. And I hope you all have a fantastic day. Thanks for coming to the Bolt Podcast. See the vision.